Now, memoir writers are usually given a lot of leeway for disclosing facts in her own story, even though it might be private facts that are intertwined with someone else or a group of people in the book. But it's an invasion of privacy when it's someone else's story. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Panuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach. And each week, we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. When it comes to writing memoir, writers are often skittish about the possibility of being sued. It's a valid concern. Writing about facts and events of our own lives will inevitably require writing about the private lives of others who are part of our story. And these are often stories about addiction, abuse, homelessness, or just plain dysfunction. And real people are intertwined with that story. They had a hand in it. But writers often feel restricted in writing the truth about their story when it involves other people, because what if they sue? Now, I want to start out by saying that I am not a lawyer. I'm not giving legal advice in this episode. If you're worried about being sued by someone in your book, you should absolutely consult a lawyer. But because I base a lot of fictional characters on real people in my life, and because I'm currently writing a memoir, I have to think of, number one, the personal costs. I don't want to hurt anyone in my family or exploit them in any way or sell them out. And number two, because one side of my family is very litigious, I've schooled myself on some of the legal issues that come with writing stories that involve real people so I can avoid any legal tangles, just for my peace of mind. But you should consult with a lawyer if you're worried about people in your book suing you. Even though the chances of success in most lawsuits of that kind are very, very low. Now, the First Amendment does allow us a lot of latitude in telling our personal stories, but there are still some legal risks you want to be aware of so you can avoid a lawsuit. And when writing your memoir or even fiction based on real people, there are two areas of law to be aware of. Number one, defamation, and number two, invasion of privacy. Now, I know this sounds scary, but don't worry, because we're going to talk about how to avoid a lawsuit. And again, the chances of memoir and fiction writers getting sued is still very, very low. But before we get into the legal aspects, I want you to do two things. Number one, write your story first, edit later. So you want to write your first draft truthfully 
without worrying about the possibility of getting sued. So use real names. Don't change the facts or fictionalize any characters yet. I say this because it will get in the way of telling the story you want to tell. It will impede you telling the truth. And I don't want you to be too cautious in your early drafts. You can revise the manuscript in later drafts so that you can avoid any potential legal issues. So write your truth first, knowing that you can make changes later. This way, you'll have more creative reign and you won't let worries of getting sued restrict you. And number two, think about the personal risks. Most likely, you're writing about family, lovers, friends, colleagues, and other relationships. This is tricky territory because it can cause a lot of friction and bad blood between siblings, parents, cousins, ex-lovers, friends, etc. So just be aware of what you stand to lose by writing your story and publishing it. Think about it. Nobody wants to be immortalized in a book, especially if it doesn't make them look good or it shows their imperfections or addictions, their bad behavior, etc. So you may need to sacrifice some things in order for your story to come to fruition. You want to give some thought to the personal risks of writing about people you're close to, and you have to ask if your story is worth it or not. Most people are not going to be thrilled or comfortable with your portrayal of them, and you have to think about that. Eventually, though, once you have the first draft down, you need to be aware of legal issues regarding the other people in your story, like defamation and invasion of privacy. You also want to make sure you're not exaggerating events from your life or making things up and calling it a memoir because that can lead to getting sued for fraud. So just tell the truth. Okay, so let's go over the legal issues you should be aware of and then I'll give you some tips to avoid the possibility of being sued. There are two main legal issues to be aware of. Number one, defamation. Now, when we hear defamation, we usually think of a gossip magazine printing false rumors about a celebrity that damages their reputation. So they might be saying something about spousal abuse or drug addiction. But defamation can happen in literary work also. Now, success rates for defamation claims are very low, but you still don't want to spend time, energy, and resources in court. Now, anyone who's been in court, either as a plaintiff or a defendant, you know this will consume your life. Now, there are two types of defamation. There's libel and slander. Slander covers the verbal form of defamation, so I'm not going to go into that. Libel is the publication of a false statement that injures a person's reputation. Now, I'm thinking of the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case. He was suing Amber Heard for defamation for something she wrote about surviving spousal abuse. And she never even mentioned his name, but it was reasonable for anyone to expect that she was writing about her ex-husband. He claimed that it cost him his career 
and sullied his reputation. He won the case. So a libelous statement must be false and stated as fact. The defamed person must be living, but he or she does not need to be identified by name. The real person only has to be identifiable to readers through the details about their life. Now, a defamed party could also be small, identifiable groups. Let's say Scientologists or a football team. They can be defamed too. So to avoid a defamation claim, your best defense is truth, opinion, or satire. Truth is a complete defense to a defamation claim. As long as you're not writing false statements, there is no libel. Even if the minor facts are incorrect, as long as the overall statement is true, there's no defamation. Opinions are also protected because opinions are neither true or false. But just saying it's your opinion does not automatically mean it's not defamatory. Even if you imply a false statement, that can still be considered defamation. For example, you can't say, in my opinion, he's a cocaine addict. That's just as defamatory as saying he's a cocaine addict. So you'll need to back up your opinion with facts. For example, maybe he went to rehab after getting arrested for having cocaine in his possession. So there's got to be facts to back it up. So to protect yourself from a libel claim, back up your opinion with the supporting facts. Now, if you're writing satire and exaggeration is part of the effect you want in your book, that's not considered to be a statement of fact, and so it's not liable. The key point with defamation is that it has to be a false statement that you're presenting as fact, and you don't have to use the person's name. Okay, legal issue number two invasion of privacy. Privacy is invaded when private facts that are not in the public's interest are made public. And here's where it gets tricky, because while the truth can defend you against a defamation claim, that same disclosed truth can lead to an invasion of privacy. Usually, an invasion of privacy claim has three aspects to it. Number one, Private facts that are not of public interest are disclosed. Number two, there's been an intrusion into a person's private life. And number three, the person is portrayed or misrepresented in a false light or in a way that would be highly offensive to any reasonable person. Now, the injured person, again, must be living, and the private facts in your story must cause harm to this person's reputation, either personal or professional. They can't just say they're embarrassed. They have to prove that it injured their professional or personal life. The injured person must also have a reasonable expectation that the fact you disclosed in your book was to remain private. But let's say the fact or event you wrote about occurred in a public setting. Then there's probably no expectation of privacy. 
Usually the crucial point in a right to privacy claim is whether the disclosure was of public interest. Maybe it's a cult you're writing about. Maybe you're writing about a cult leader that abused his power. That is of public interest. And so an invasion of privacy claim probably wouldn't stick. Now, memoir writers are usually given a lot of leeway for disclosing facts in her own story, even though it might be private facts that are intertwined with someone else or a group of people in the book. But it's an invasion of privacy when it's someone else's story. So say you're writing about a woman who was sexually assaulted during a fraternity party, but it was never made public or even reported as a crime. Now, the facts may be newsworthy, but revealing the identity of the victim is not a matter of public interest. That is an invasion of privacy. Okay, now that you have an understanding of the laws that might give you trouble when writing your memoir or your novel, here are five tips to help you avoid litigation. Tip number one, take stock of all the people in your story. List each one. Who's living? Who's dead? Are there any famous public or private people in your book? List them all. And then determine if your characterizations of these people or the story events involving them are negative or favorable. If it's favorable, your chances of being sued are very slim. But keep in mind that what you consider favorable may be vastly different from what the people in your story consider to be favorable. So really have a think on this. Now, If it's negative, you may want to take a closer look and maybe consult with a lawyer. Now, if the person is dead, then you don't have to worry about defamation or invasion of privacy. Sue Silverman wrote her memoir, Because I Remember Terror Father, I Remember You, after both her parents had died. This was not by any account a favorable representation of her father or even her mother. Her father was a high-ranking and respected government official. He abused her. The story is true, but I think if her parents, and in particular her father, were still alive, it would have been harder for her to write it although I'm not sure he would have successfully sued her for defamation because her story was true and her older sister could corroborate it. And truth is the ultimate defense. Now, if the person you're writing about is a public figure or celebrity, they will probably have a hard time proving invasion of privacy because their lives are considered to be of public interest. And so there's less expectation of privacy. So tip number one, list all the people in your story. Tip number two, list the facts and scenes that might be objectionable. Are the facts or events you're writing about private? Are they public? Are they newsworthy? Public facts are fair game. For example, if your brother 
was drunk at your sister's wedding and got into a fight and the cops were called, that is a public fact. Private facts will need more scrutiny. You may want to consult with a lawyer here, but you want to avoid disclosing facts or events the person expected to remain private and were not in the public's interest. The First Amendment tends to yield to public interest, but what you believe to be public or a public interest may differ from what others believe to be public or of public interest. So you might still risk a defamation claim, so make sure you consult with a lawyer. Tip number three, you may want to fictionalize the true story. A lot of fiction writers are writing thinly disguised memoir and autobiography, so you want to make sure you create enough distance between the real person and the character so that there's no chance of them being linked. So you can change the name, gender, age, physical traits, personality quirks, personal history, where they live, friends, family, time, setting, etc. You just want to make sure they can't be linked to the real person. Tip number four, list the facts that need verification. Maybe you need to interview some people. Keep records of your research, record interviews, keep a running document on your fact finding. You want proof that you have not made negligently false statements. So document, 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 cover all your bases. Tip number five, find the parts of your story that might be objectionable and share those sections with the person you're writing about. Have an honest discussion. I once worked with a writer who was writing her memoir about her mother's addiction, and she shared her drafts with her mother all throughout the writing process. The memoir was a very compassionate rendering of her mother. Now, she didn't let her mother off the hook, but her empathy for her mother and the complexity of addiction in families really came through. And she was open with her mother about why she needed to tell her story. You know, our stories can be redemption and salvation. They really are a lifeline. So we need to tell them. So show the person the sections of your manuscript you think they might find offensive or objectionable. They could give you their consent. They can suggest changes. They may also request that you change their name. So if you have a decent relationship with the people you're writing about, just be open about it. Robin Hemley, who wrote a memoir about his sister who suffered from schizophrenia and died in her 20s, showed his mother the galleys of his manuscript. She was part of his story. Now, if you're writing about physical or emotional abuse, I'm not recommending you reach out to your abuser, but if you have a decent relationship with anyone in your family, be open about what you're writing about and why. This can lead to profound healing within families. And you may want the subject of your story or even a third party's cooperation. For example, you may want to access personal photos or journals. I'm thinking of Krista Pavarani, who wrote the memoir, Her, 
about her twin sister who died of an overdose. Her mother was not exactly portrayed in a positive light, but Krista went to her mother so she could look through her sister's journals to get some insight into a tragic rape that led her to addiction and eventual death. Okay, let's wrap this up. The two areas of law you want to be aware of are number one, defamation, and number two, invasion of privacy. Here are some tips to protect you against the possibility of litigation. Number one, list all the people in your book. Are they living? Are they dead? Are there any public figures or groups, celebrities, or private people on that list? Number two, list the scenes and facts that might be construed as objectionable. Are they private? Are they public? Are they of interest to the public? Is it a fact? Is it true? Number three, fictionalize. This is for my fiction writers. Make sure you disguise characters based on real people by layering in as many disguising details as possible so that there's no connection. Number four, list all the facts that need deeper verification. Interview people, record them if you can. Do your research, do your due diligence and document everything. Tip number five, share any objectionable sections of your manuscript with the person involved. As long as you have a decent relationship, allow them to be part of the process. And here's a bonus tip. Don't use your memoir or novel as revenge. That might be good starter fuel, but as you write deeper into your story, investigate your own part in what happened to you. For example, Katherine Harrison's memoir, The Kiss, is about her consensual affair with her estranged father, who she reunited with when she was 20 years old. Now, I think her father was a pastor or some other kind of spiritual guru, but she didn't write the memoir to out her father, who was still alive when the memoir was published. She wrote the memoir to understand what drove her to have the affair with her father. So if you're writing to vent your anger or heartbreak, Number one, the reader will not be interested in that. It's a victim story. And number two, you could open yourself up to a lawsuit. So be truthful, but it is your story. So investigate your part in your own story. What did you learn about yourself through that experience? How were you transformed? So there you have it. Thanks for hanging out with me today. And if you know any writers who need some support in their writing, please share this episode or the Writer Unleashed podcast in general. And if you love what you're listening to, subscribe on your favorite listening platform and please leave me a review. Reading how this podcast impacts your writing truly lights me up and helps me create topics for the show. Till next time, keep writing and I'll talk to you soon.